Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Hi, I'm Jake Davis or JD Scuba and I'm a Welsh-based marine biologist and underwater videographer. And I'm here with Gemma and Ian on the Big Scuba podcast to talk about what it's like diving off the Welsh coast, working with sharks and just general the Welsh marine environment. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. My name's Ian, I'll be your dive master for this episode and with me is... My name's Gemma and I'm the co-host. Yes, Uh, so we are here, we are recording, we're also on the YouTube, uh, which will be going out as well. Yes, yeah. uh, Yes, this uh, is episode 142. Wow, another one, my goodness. And we're almost three years old. Happy birthday to us! Happy birthday to us! Three years. <laughs> I know. It seems like what? Well, only, only three years ago. No, it doesn't. It seems like we were a product <laughs> just before lockdown. Weren't yes. We? Yeah. Yeah. We were. Yeah. And uh, uh, how many guests have we had on? Countless loads. Make we? a good. Yeah. We need to yeah. top them up. Yeah. Uh, we should do roundup actually, and uh, done. I don't know how many. Few thousand miles actually now. Yes, yeah, around the UK. Doing stuff yeah. a big scuba, um, and it's been good fun, and that's been a journey, as they say. Yeah, and it's a good been journey, a good experience, yeah. hasn't yeah. it? Um, and now my daughter's even getting involved in diving as well. Yeah, so and we'll come to that in a little while. Uh, so coming up on this podcast, we have got we are talking about night at ninety. We are talking about diving in full face masks our guest we're talking James. about our guest we're talking about a guest who we just spoke to mm-hmm. talking about a guest who we're about to talk to yeah we're organized um, aren't we for once and also um a bit about what we've been up to in the yep. meantime as well so yes we, we, we've got a bit to talk about um let's talk about um our guest who we're going to be Talking to, Talking yeah, to. his name, Jake Davis. Yeah, uh, so he's, you'll probably come across Jake before, uh, I, I, this is not the first podcast he's done, he's been on other ones, but he's also been on telly quite a bit, um, so he's done some work for the One Show, I believe. Yes, he has, yeah, so he's Welsh, um, big advocate for UK diving. Yeah, yeah, loves his uh, UK diving, um, he has dived abroad as well, hasn't yes, he? Yes, yeah. And he uses a full face mask as well. He does, which yeah, which is topical. It is of the moment. Is uh, the ambassador for O3? Yes, and Neptunic, who um, make clothing and obviously the shark suits. Um, but our previous guest, Christina Zanato, is also uh, linked to Neptunic. And I've got a Neptunic t shirt that I so wear as well. Yeah. You've got one as well, yeah. yeah so, uh, and hoodie. Yeah. And hoodie, yeah, yeah. So. Um, Look them up. Uh, there's a few brands there to mention, and uh, yeah, he'd, so he's been doing quite a bit of work with angel sharks and yes, yeah, yeah, and just a filmmaker underwater as well. Yeah, and he does a bit of commercial diving as well. Yeah, so uh, so Jake will be on, and we'll be talking to him about his path to diving and some of the thing projects that he's been involved in, diving with the one show, yeah, and interesting. all that sort of thing. So yeah. uh, look out for that, and that'll be coming up. Um, so we've got well we need to say about uh, the full face masks uh, you know something that we've been talking about for a while and it's something that we wanted to really get into yes yeah we've, so we've seen various people on social media who've tried them and some liked some didn't 
you know, and it's um, something that we particularly liked. Yeah, and the opportunity came up to do a tri-dive at Crystal Seas, which is our local dive centre, so we embarked on that, and then from there we said yes. Yeah, yeah, loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, and uh, loved the clarity, the vision. I loved the bit, you know, you not got this, you ain't got the reg in your mouth no. the whole time. Um, and I, especially for winter, I look forward to, you know, doing... Have a you know, warm more, face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do more d- dives winter time. Um, and probably in some of the murky conditions, you know, especially, you know, the, the last dive in the river wasn't particularly all that pleasant, really. You know, when Was we look at, look at that, <laughs> my uh, shake for the morning, it was like diving in that, uh, which is never particularly pleasant, really, let's face it. You know, um, so that would be nice. Yes, yeah. So um, that's going to be a exciting journey it is they are and in fact for our youtube watchers just we literally only got delivered the other day yeah so we did an unboxing this morning and uh inside there is a full face mask but yeah. it comes in this like amazing rucksack if you're looking if you're listening to us on the podcast you'll be thinking well i can't see that i know but it's a it's, imagine a really nice quality black um rucksack with lots of There's compartments. Lots of yeah. It's got ocean reef in blue. The stitching's all in contrast blue right in. You've got ocean reef on the front, the logo on the back. And um, just shouts quality to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, really uh, So once you finish listening to this podcast, you'll need to go to YouTube and have a little look and there'll be pictures of it and mm. what have you. Um, we can put a link uh, in the show notes as well to this uh, YouTube. Yes. And then we can just mention our sponsors of the podcast today. This is a good time to tell you about our friends at Nart at 90. Yep, so they are sponsoring this podcast and future podcasts. And to hear a little bit more about them, listen to this little advert. Yeah. Today's episode is sponsored by Nart at 90. So let's find out a bit more about them. Nart at 90, their tagline has been beyond technical, which describes them pretty well. John Routley and Brent Hudson launched the company over 20 years ago. They are both technical divers who have logged thousands of mixed gas dives between them over a 30-year period. Using their engineering know-how and diving expertise have developed bespoke personal, commercial and military diving equipment and products of a universally recognised unparalleled calibre. Their ability to be adapted and versatile with their developments led them to support the NHS during COVID. Using their superior knowledge of breathing and oxygen monitoring systems to help develop emergency ventilators. They also design and supply the sneaky stuff used by defence-based development groups throughout the Western world, although they can't tell us much about that. If you're thinking of moving across to tech diving or completely new to diving, Narked at 90 can advise and guide on the best equipment and setup for your personal or commercial requirements. Narked at 90 have unparalleled experience of shearwater dive computers and are the longest serving and sole and UK European service centre for those. They are happy to offer technical support, servicing, Repairs and upgrades to all Shearwater computers, past and present. Narked at 90 stock Shearwater computers, but are also stockers and technical support centre for many other manufacturers, including Divesoft, JJCCR, Hollis, Revo and Kiss Rebreathers. 
Based centrally in the UK, Narct at 90 also offer full rebreather head servicing for selected manufacturers. Bespoke cable assemblies. Advice on specific fitting requirements. Suggestions and guidance for home builds. Computer laser cutting and engraving. Pressure testing to simulate 400 metre dives. So, Narct at 90, a reputation built on supporting both manufacturers and divers worldwide. Go to narctat90.com and make sure you are following their social media to keep up to date with their latest news and offers. Narct at 90, large enough to cope, small enough to care. So that's our good friends at Narct at 90. Go there if you uh, uh, need some help with your rebreathers, dive computers and so on. Um, let's talk a little bit about our guests, our, our new guests that we're going to be getting on in a few weeks time so yes. we just spoke to last week uh jeff Seckendorf. yes yeah so he's uh, based out in san diego in the us yeah he is the ceo and co-founder of utd diving which stands for unified team diving yeah and uh they've actually got a podcast as well so have a look at them as well and youtube the very in uh, they do a lot of very instructional videos Yes, yeah, and the way they work is they you pay a monthly subscription for um, mentoring, really, it as is, well yeah. as practical diving. So it's fascinating, and uh, you know you really must listen to this because um, it's a different way of teaching. So when I'm going to use them as an example, they're not the only ones we know, but basically you could go to someone like Paddy SSI, mm -hmm. pay a fee, and you'll be taught how to do your uh how to do certain skills yeah so, and open, whether it be open water advanced or anything you like with them as a coaching thing and one of the things the first things they'll teach you is about buoyancy yeah it was really now, interesting wasn't yeah it? which yeah. is really cool because you know with the other agencies you don't actually learn about buoyancy till later on in the course no and it even went really down to back to basics like being in the water just with a snorkel and a mask, learning about buoyancy, no fins. So understanding your body. So they're teaching, their instructors, their dive masters will all be, when they're doing their uh, teaching, will all be neutrally buoyant. And their students, when they're performing those skills, will also be neutrally buoyant. Which is really cool because yeah, you know, really a lot of the time for most of us, we we are either kneeling down um, mm. or standing. You know, yeah, yeah. So it was just a yeah, a whole new way of thinking about diving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sure you know there'll be people watching and listening, and go, oh, hold on, I'm I'm not UTD diving. I'm in the UK and I, I'm neutrally buoyant. Yeah, I'm not not saying that. But, you know, for, for them as an agency, that's how they are mm. um, with, you know, in the UK, there's not any UTD diamonds. They're predominantly in the US and Europe, Europe and Canada. Um, and, you know, that is how they are. And I think that is quite a skill. Yeah. So look them up, but it'll be a really interesting podcast to yeah dial into. Big athlete. Um Cyclist. He is, I, I refer to him as Maverick. Talk to me, Goose. Um, yeah, he was. A, he's been a aerobatics yeah, pilot as yeah, well, and a yeah. big cyclist. Big yeah. cyclist, and he talks about the record that he's going to be on to do. The, you know, later this year, yeah. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so you know that was really good, and then with 
Monday, which is Monday tomorrow, we're interviewing another guest. Yeah, so tomorrow we are talking... So we're going to continue. So last week, uh, last episode, we were talking to Ford. And Ford, uh, Ford's journey um, about making the world a better place uh, by changing all their vehicles from the combustion engine to electric. And that's going to affect us all. You know, at the end mm. of the day, you think, well... Yeah, why are we talking about cars on a diving podcast? I've heard that said. Well, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all consumers. And, you know, we're going to want some kind of chariot to take us to the dive site. And we need to look after this planet. And, and that's one you way. Know, we've only got certain pound notes, certain shillings and certain dollars. And that has to go on the, that potential next vehicle, whether it be whatever make it is, you know. Mm. Uh, and... We want it to run the kids around, to go to the dive site and everything else. And they, whether we like it or not, they are all going electric. By 2030, cars will, you know, new cars will be electric. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we're... If not before. Yes. So, so it was a, an obvious thing for us to do, um, for us to look into that. So this now continues that journey by talking to Ionity, who... Um, really quite involved in the marine world yes yeah if you look at the website they've uh, they feature scuba divers they've been involved in the dan europe tour of europe and the uk so it just was natural we had those guys on uh september time last year yeah yeah we've actually when we had an electric transit e-transit we used ionity for a charge yeah yeah so we saw how their system worked uh same with the mustang mac e um, we've also, I believe, used them with the Cougar mm. as, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will talk to. Uh, and their power is all from sustainable means, whether it comes from mm. solar, whether it comes from wind. Um, that's where their their power comes from, from the grid. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, if you are running an electric car on Ionity uh, charge, you run in it as near as damn it on, on a sustainable means yeah good electricity so tomorrow in our infinite wisdom we're going to be recording in a mustang Mackey. yep actually inside the car recording inside the car and that will be powered by either battery or the the car itself while we're sitting underneath a windmill a not a windmill a, a wind turbine a wind turbine <laughs> yeah windmill you know so there we'll be so we're going to be in an electric car recording to the the man in charge of Ionity in the UK and Ireland underneath one of the turbines yeah so all hand in hand in our dive gear (laughs) we might get a bit hot we might do yeah we'll have to see how we go yeah Yeah. so we're going to be in our dive gear doing that which will be really cool yeah so that's tomorrow so it's all exciting stuff yeah which will also be really cool Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so that's what's coming up, and we'll be sharing that, and there'll be stuff on our social media about that. Yeah, yeah. So, Whose crazy awesome. idea was that, anyway? I don't guess. Anyway. Um, this time last Sunday. Last Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd done a run, and we got in the pool at Crystal Sea School. Yeah, we had our confined water session using the full face masks yeah the boy john osman was there who's our mm-hmm. instructor and steve um lines lines is the dive master yeah. and uh there was a small group of us and we started our full face mask journey or idm yeah 
so we'd obviously done a try dive so we had experienced the masks and then we went through a list of skills in the water yeah i wasn't in neptune i was in the as a they don't make it now so it's a more of a basic version of, of a mask mm. the one i was in you was in a do you remember well, again, it was an um, ocean reef mask. Yeah, both were ocean, ocean reef, weren't they? Yeah, the only difference between our Neptune... Th well, one of the differences between the Neptune 3 and the ones we were using was about the free flow. Yes, often. yeah. Um, so. With the Neptune 3, they, they basically don't free flow and uh, everything's all, all automated. Yeah. So. Um, but, but we did various skills, didn't we? Yes, yeah. So we were in... Um, what depth is that? Two, three metres? Three metres? Uh, the pool goes down to just about three metres. Yeah. So we started with experiencing free flow in yeah. different positions, even yeah. like in a headstand so, yeah. and went through those. And John did them, demonstrated them, yeah. and then yeah. we did them each as well. Yeah, he's a really good instructor, mm. uh, really puts your ease, uh, really good demonstration as well, really nice and clear. So uh, yeah, we um, the next skill we, we did was uh, disconnect and reconnect the our air hose. Our hoses, um, which is really cool. Also, we did a partially flooded mask as well. Yeah. So by undoing the surface uh, valve. And that uh, kind of let water in. Yep. And then you did uh, a light, not a heavy one, but a light purge. Because <laughs> you do it really heavy on a full valve, so it sort of reverberates around well, your face. You're it? getting all this air into your yeah. mask, and it's a, yeah pretty really, violent it is pretty it does really blast it so uh, a light little purge clears all the any water in uh, that's in your mask and that gets rid of that and we've also done a complete um full uh, removal underwater yeah so we literally we lifted the whole mask off our face yeah and then put it back on yeah and you put the mask close to your face and at that point you can purge it and you remove the water and yeah. then once you can breathe again you just tighten all the straps yeah, up again yeah so i took mine off and then put my own mask my other mm -hmm. mask, half mask on and also uh use breathe from a um alternate source yeah. yeah so as well so did all that we did an out of air scenario so that literally yeah, was out i'm out of air and have to remove the mask put your normal mask on is that what you normally would normally do <laughs> would you shout that underwater yeah, so that was um, the first time we did it. You managed to give me your octopus upside down, which didn't go well. Speaking. I was right, yeah. These, these things are they're done to test you, yeah. and you just don't know. Because obviously at that point, I'd taken my mask off and I couldn't see. So I was just looking at great body action. How are you shot out the water? I did. <laughs> Thinking, what the heck's going on? There she goes. Pulled to the surface. <laughs> but anyway, it's only in the pool. So... And again, that's a good uh, exercise of just slowing down. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got all those skills to do in a few weeks' time on the 11th of March uh, at Gildy. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. And so, yeah. yeah. And, and then we'll be away. Yeah. We'll be it. Well, we can go and dive. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it definitely feels much more of a natural way to be underwater. Yeah. From, that's yeah. personally how I feel. Yeah. It feels yeah. nice. Um, so, yeah. Well, good yeah look forward to it look yeah. forward to us doing some stuff and the whole point of this is really is so we can you know yes it'll be to you know uh, dive in something new some new skills that'll be a new way for us to dive and as Jeremy mm. said you know uh, you you know 
you prefer that you ain't got to have that thing in your mouth and all that. Um, but the whole point of it is, those a point is that we can start adding some of this into our social media. Yeah. And um, you know, when we do river clean, we can sort of beep. You know, look at this down here, what we found here, and whatever. You know, things like that. Or we can even use it as lines in the podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. We can mount GoPros onto the top, so there's going to be yeah, yeah. It's just adaptable. Bear with us, because obviously this is a whole new skill level and uh technical level that we've got to learn yeah uh, but hey you know it's a journey it's a journey and we have to start from the bottom up we are we are you know and uh you know we hope you'll be along with us to uh to you know get the understanding and see what it's like as well and uh, hopefully hey maybe you'll think i want some of that full face stuff yeah and we ought to give a shout out to obviously crystal seas where we did the try dive and yeah. the start of the course john osmond who was our instructor yeah and craig main prize especially yeah. for he's the agent in the uk for this. ocean reef yeah. as well so um and he's got he's got a website which is ocean reef at malta ocean reef uk and malta yeah, yeah. ocean yeah. reef and ocean reef uk and malta mm-hmm. isn't it yeah so it's the website check out the show notes and we'll pop the links we'll have links and things like that all on the show notes yeah um and the other thing I was just going to quickly mention, um, you, uh, I've mentioned before, so my daughter, she's going to be 13 uh, late this year. Uh, it's going to, she's doing her open water crystal seas as well. Yeah. Polly's her instructor, I'm her dive master, <laughs> and uh, she is doing really well. And um, loving it, isn't she? And loving yeah. it. Not just to me, she said. Um, I found, you know, she, uh, uh, she's been telling her mum how much she's, you know, really enjoying it. Yeah. without any prompting as well and not and to me that's perfect that's yeah. what i wanted yeah. wanted here so yeah so she'll be embarking on her open water journey and doing her qualification in the middle of the year yeah i think that's going yeah. to be sort of like june time mm. i think i think um polly's got a, f- a group of uh kids about the same sort of age or sort of third 12 13 um and then they'll be doing theirs all together yeah. which would be really nice wouldn't it really good yeah you know? Um, and see where you know see where the journey takes her yeah and obviously she's such a youngster but there's a whole you know career ahead of her as well and you know yeah. that could possibly involve diving yeah is... so uh she might come to the go diving show um i'm trying to uh, see if she'll she'll do that it's a long old day for for youngsters isn't it because mm. for us it's what nearly three hour drive yes there then you've got all day it's an early and start and then you've got three hours yeah. back so I don't know, we'll see. Um, if she doesn't come this year, that'd be next year, yeah, I, I yeah, thought. Yeah, yeah. so and that's, you know, another mention, the Go yeah. Diving show's I'll, coming up. And I probably should, should mention, I, I'm not going to be putting pictures up of Honey uh, while she's diving um, to respect her because, you know, she wants, she doesn't need the pressure. No. Um, but I'm happy, we're happy to talk about it, uh, talk about how she's getting Yeah, on. or if any questions to pass on to Honey, we can yeah, do that. Yeah, if, if your kids are thinking about learning to dive, Send us a message, you know, and um, maybe if you're in the Norwich or a bit further out uh, area, you know, uh, approach Crystal Sea Scuba. So um, yeah, there's people around who <laughs> can help. Yeah, and it's only February, and look where we are now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So exactly. you've got an exciting year ahead. Anyway, should we get our guest on? Yeah. So we'll be. This will be Jake Davis. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he'll tell us all about his the way he's started his scuba journey and how it is. Uh, crossed over into his work life as well yeah brilliant excellent and 
Thanks to Knocked at 95 yes, Tops. <laughs> right, so this is episode 142 and Jake Davis. Jake, welcome to the Big Scuba podcast. And uh, would you like to just sort of give a brief summary of who you are to our audience? Yeah, so yeah, I'm Jake Davis or JD Scuba, which is what I kind of use now most of the time. Um, so I'm an underwater videographer, uh, marine biologist, um, and a HSC scuba diver for media, scientific, and like commercial work purposes. Um, so all things really diving, um, mm. which is a big part of it. And the, the underwater world's been a key part of my kind of upbringing um, and has made to it. I'm lucky that I can still have a career and work in the in both marine biology and videography. And they both go hand in hand. And that's kind of what's been a big part of my drive and why I do a lot of the stuff I do and share a lot of content yeah so how did you take your first breaths underwater what inspired you to um it's yeah no it's it's, it's a it's always a good one I actually really enjoy kind of telling people how I got involved in it because everyone's got their own story of how they get below the surface um like I said I, I grew up in North Wales in the Kim Peninsula um to a, a fishing family so I my dad's a fisherman used to go out with him early in the morning so kind of looking at the marine world has always been something that's been there. Um, growing up then along the coastline, spending a lot of my time going through rock pools, as more mm-hmm. kids on the coast do, um, a lot of time outside. And in the summer when it was warmer, snorkeling. And for me, it was lucky that I, on the north coast of the Cairn, we've got one of the biggest seagrass beds in Wales, where I spent many hours in the summer snorkeling it, not knowing what it really was. To me, it was just, could just be seaweed when at that age, about what, between six and 14 years old. Um, and then progressively over the years, spending more time underwater, not really knowing how to get into diving. I always thought diving was something you you saw on the TV and it was something that you could do overseas. And I was like, cool, that's really cool. But hey, I might never do that in the UK. So I carried on snorkeling. And it wasn't until I was about 15 that someone mentioned there was a local dive club. And I was like, cool, that, that sounds amazing. It must be doable. So I got hold of them, signed up for a try dive and went for a try dive in the club. And yeah, as soon as we had ended water, I was like, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. This was yeah. what I needed. Um, snorkeling was great. Loved the connection with the water and things with mm. the free diving and snorkeling, but it just wasn't ticking the boxes. Whereas diving straight away, as soon as that happened, ocean diver, tick, sport diver, tick, ended up doing my HSE two years later when I was in, well, I went to university to marine biology, found out about HSE, knowing that's, finding out that was the way you get a career in it so I was like got to get that course done as well Um, and I got that done so then from there onwards that's just kind of been the progression um, and just enjoying every single bit of being underwater but leading then into kind of the underwater videography world um, was very different because I'd never picked up a camera before Mm. um, before because I I didn't wasn't of interest I enjoyed looking at stuff but didn't really see much about photography and photography but it was that part where I could see what it was like underwater and amazing it was on my doorstep and everything like that and I was like I wonder who else can like are we amazing to show this so I bought a GoPro took that with me like like a lot of people do we all have (laughs) GoPros on us now don't we and um took some videos a really nice day you know that exceptionally good day in Wales which makes it look really tropical (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not showing the rest of it where it's like five centimeters visibility 
Um, and I put it on Instagram, and oh no, I put it on Facebook, and it just went kind of massive locally. And I was like, that's amazing. And that feeling of like being the person to show what we have and people not being seen it before yeah. was it. That was what I wanted to do was really show. And that's where the, the underwater videography journey started, was just showing people what we've got and being grateful for. That's yeah. our doorstep. That's amazing. It's powerful, isn't it? Because you know, you got all these things on your doorstep. And, uh, you know, for a lot of people, never will never get to see it. And uh, so in some regards, it's quite a privilege to be able to get underwater and see those things and then share it with your community and wider community. And that is literally the sentence I, I use all the time is that's, yeah. that's the whole point. I do a lot of this is kind of making this underwater world, making what we are on our doorstep accessible because as a diver, I'm really fortunate that I can do that. Yeah. And we're all fortunate we can do that. Some people might not be able to, but by bringing it with the new technologies and new things like VR, bringing it and making it accessible now getting that feeling in the headset. Yeah. Best thing. And then just anyone who says, or replies back or says a comment saying I really enjoyed that clip that means more than anything else mm. yeah. yeah it's just another dimension for people to if they can't put their heads underwater they can you know you can do that communication to them yeah, yeah. and it, it, it means a lot to some people and it's, it's amazing that they really enjoy it and that's yeah that's definitely yeah. the driver so what part of Wales are you, are you based so I'm right on the the north western so on the Cairn Peninsula okay. um right there on the tip which is yeah it's quite a it's an amazing little place luckily both sides of the peninsula we got quite nice options to dive so you must get fair fairly big tides along there do you relatively um the south coast is quite nice you can dive that most of the time it's very sheltered but not very deep if you go into the north coast or onto the right at the end where bardsey sound is where it's famous where it's got nine currents kind of coming together it's a different, it's a different ball game altogether yeah, when you're diving in those spots. It's um, some real fast drift dives. I mean, you're doing drift dives there, and you don't see more than what three meters in front of you. It it makes it interesting. <laughs> um, awesome. for sure. Yeah. Well, that, that piece, that piece of water is famous for its like you know turbulence and being a difficult uh, sea come down there between Ireland and Wales. So um, I can just imagine the diving must be pretty challenging at times. Yeah, there's best. There's definitely been times where you, yeah, you just got to be extra cautious. And and slack here as well doesn't last long. So when you're diving from the wreck, we've got maybe 25 minutes to wow. and get two waves down trying to get there. And then the last group who go down there guarantee that they're going to come off the wreck and do a drift dive from there. Really, so that's yeah. good. But it's also right at the end is where the water kind of where there's a lot more current running, but also the depth kind of drops off. It can drop down to 45 quite quickly. And, and there's quite a lot, well, as many people refer to it, it's like a washing machine. And I know for Touchwood, I've been okay, but I know of friends who have kind of had that proper washing machine experience. And the, yeah. yeah, it's not the place you want to be caught out. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it just shows, you know, the diving should never be taken lightly, you know, wherever you are inland or in the sea as well. It's a... Well, d- Definitely in the sea, because you've got to do res- your research, haven't you, with a lot of these places? Yeah, and, and for sure, the, these, are, these are places that I, I'm lucky that I'm in a dive club that I've been diving here for f- years, so they know these places really well, and, and their yeah. years of experience really shows, and I wouldn't dive these places without them. because you give, give them know, a shout-out? Yeah, no, so, yeah, the Clean Tobacco Club, so yeah, it's a, we're a really small club probably like maybe 10 active members most of the time but it's yeah. great they've been they know the area really well 
Yeah, cool. no, that's really good to hear. And it's good to really hear that you're passionate about your roots and where you came from and still, you know, sort of diving there. And you know, it's that's that's really good for the people around in your community to see as well. Yeah, 100 percent It's people I've grown up with and, and people I work with day to day when on the green biology work, such as Angel Shot Project Wales and Project Shark, and they appreciate it because we end up conversations about endangered shark species and learning from each other and then I'm like oh you fish there let me show you what it's like when you're underwater yeah. and, and they, they can describe the areas to a T and they've never seen below the surface and then I show the video and it's like oh that's exactly what you just said and it's, <laughs> yeah. it's really cool to, to, to share that knowledge with each other as well yeah yeah so you mentioned sharks so that's a big passion of yours yeah I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna say it as it is really um Back when I was just started to get into marine biology or, or marine biology was something I wanted to do, um, I didn't want to be the cliche marine biologist. I, I said it quite a few times. I didn't want to go be that one who wants to work with dolphins, sharks, turtles. It's, it's something that people will get into marine biology for. I was just interested in, in everything. Um, yeah. A lot of my work still does work on seagrass habitats, which are amazing ha- habitats and, and they're really cool. But I've just been really fortunate in terms of where it led me to working with sharks in Wales, um, which is yeah, angel sharks, the second one of the rarest sharks in the world. Um, and yeah, it's just been a real honor. And yeah, I've ended up being a cliche scientist working on sharks. <laughs> it, it's, been, it's been amazing. And a lot of the work that I do is actually working with communities and having that, that kind of feedback element. So we work very close and it's almost like a scientist fisher. We work collaboratively all the time. So it's really exciting to have that project work. Yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds really great. So have you travelled around the world diving? Um, I do a bit. I've recently just got back from Egypt, literally two o'clock yesterday morning. Oh, wow. Um, Where were you then? I'll tell you the story, actually. You're going to enjoy it because it didn't go to plan. Um, And diving, it never goes. It doesn't always (laughs) go to fully plan. So I was going, I went out there to do my Revo rebreather course. Yeah um which was amazing so we were doing i was on the third day of the of the course doing our bailout drills doing everything in 10 meters of water and the course would cut short this day because my i was i just as i was there my my mask started to go dark and i was like that's weird suddenly realized it was actually filling with blood um because i ended up having a nosebleed at 10 meters and it was like not a little one it was a full-on nosebleed and i was like this is this is this is not good I turned like told my instructor and he also looked at me and went like we've got to get out of here. You had that before? No, no, never had it. Never had one underwater. I've had occasional nosebleeds on land, but never underwater. And again, it might it, it must have just been that equalization and just bad luck that day. Um so we ended up having to get to get out, but it was just like, yeah, the whole scenario being on a on a re a re-reader unit, first time, well, second day using one. Wow. Yeah, seeing the, the LEDs because the blood was in my mask um and then red sea we were on a drop off quite open ocean a lot of blood in the water another scenario and it was just one of those things where we're like this is this is not good so we got out um but i ended up having to go to the hospital to get it checked out um and ended up getting it cauterized that afternoon like wow. with the chemical oh, nice so it ended up being sealed because it just over years of just wear and tear kind of yeah. finally decided that was the time it wanted to go um that was my my rebreather course cut short. So I had six mm. days then on land drying out in the heat of Egypt. Oh dear. Uh, Did you used to have nosebleeds when you were um, learning to dive? No, 
I've never never had them underwater. Really? So it's kind of from what he said is I've got kind of thin walls on the inside of the nose anyway, yeah. and yeah. this right hand side happens to be the one that's kind of taken hits over the years. Taken yeah. used to play rugby and things, and it's just yeah, just a weak just, point. That just happened. It happens. Things happen. Yeah. So yeah, we got out. We were fine. We were lucky. Um, lucky it didn't happen any deeper. So grateful it didn't happen any deeper and things. But mm. it happens. So we just have to just have to go back out and do it. Finish the course there. Yeah. Well, as long as you've been put right, you know, you're sorted and ready to yeah. get back in the water. <laughs> so, I used yeah. to have a lot when I was learning to dive, and then that kind of stopped after I got to about thirty dives, probably. It's strange. It's such a strange one. It's just that it's been fine now. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Absolutely fine. Don't mm-hmm. have one at all now. But I, I presume that must have been from trying to equalise uh, too hard. I guess every yeah, dive was... I used to have a nosebleed. But was it after the dive or during the dive? During the dive. Oh, during the dive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah, know the feeling your mask filling up. Yeah, <laughs> you, a little bit. You could see, it, I'd see it running about at the bottom yeah. of the mask. I was like, nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What yeah, can you do? It's, yeah. yeah, it's not pleasant, especially on a rebreather way. You kind of it's a different system altogether, and you you can't kind of yeah. Just the thought of getting that in the loop wasn't a very good thought, so I try to minimize that. So, so yeah, why why rebreathing? Why why have you gone into that? Um, for me, it's kind of feels like it's the the natural progression of of where I want to go as an underwater videographer. Um, yeah. It gives me that extra bottom time, gives me that time no bubbles. Um, and, and just opens those more those doors that I want to get into. So yeah, yeah, it was the right one. It's a heavy up, up across front for sure, um, but hopefully it'll come back and, and the benefits from it will be really good. Yeah, yeah. And the Revo being kind of the, the kind of the one that everyone's kind of going to because it's got so many benefits in terms of safety elements um, for sure, which has been really cool. And it's quite a, quite a tidy unit altogether. Not that. For, not that heavy. Um... For people who are thinking about going to rebreathing, is it a big, um, well, one, a big move, but two, a big decision on which brand? Because there's quite a few brands out there now, aren't there? Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that's been considered quite a bit when I was looking around. And a few friends have also been doing it with me, like we're all going to go together. And um, the Revo just came to, came to the one, especially in the media industry, it's, it's the kind of go-to one now. Is um, it? Because of the extra redundancies it's got and all these extra right. stuff so it's yeah it seems to be the one and if that's where majority of people going makes getting a dive team together a lot easier because everyone's diving the same units yeah yeah yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. so you, you, the next stage is to finish your course i guess i'm gonna go back out there and hopefully go out in the next two months as the, the diary allows that so i can get out and get that done yeah yeah, yeah. But between now and then fix them well no should be fixed now just getting some dives in just to just to make sure it's all good yeah so where's your nearest like inland lake for you then for me it's dorothea the infamous dorothea Dorothea. yeah Yeah. so they've they reopened it recently under the north wales technical divers which is good yeah um i need to get in there maybe next week and just get those dives in and it's 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 a great it's a great lake uh quarry not lake um with yeah it's been good yeah yeah oh well that's uh, good so you can get back into the water and see but, yeah yeah so predominantly you're a seawater diver yeah yeah only really getting the the fresh water if i've got a job done there or um in the winter yeah 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 
Yeah, because I guess what that kind of position in Wales, the visibility must go, does it? And kind of in winter, a bit like we have on the east coast here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's especially this well, actually the whole way around the coast, because it's quite it's quite shallow and it's quite a fine sediment. So yeah. any swell that's brought in, it'll good take a big chunk of time for it to clear. So I probably won't get in the water to the sea until maybe mid-March or late mm. March. If we're lucky, we need a really good spell, otherwise we're into April. Yeah. Right. So yours is a little bit uh, longer than ours then, because with us on our coast, it's July, really, early July till about October. Yeah, quite really a short a window. Really yeah. Very. Like dive every day to make the most of it. <laughs> and a little bit further south, more like where um, Gemma is, that's virtually nil all year yeah. round, unless, unless you go further out to sea. You know, if you go out on a boat, there's there's fizz, but off the mm. straight off the shore, there's not much. Yeah, it's pretty. It is again the fine sand and muddiness of the the water and the tides. Yeah, so yeah, it takes that while to to clear out properly. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, but it's great. You know, we've been diving in North Norfolk, and it's great when the visibility and the conditions are perfect. You can't beat and it. That's one where everyone sees. Like any any photos or any footage is always taken and shared from those. <laughs> Those dives, 99% of the time, they're not yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it was interesting to hear about your um, rebreather journey. And we also see that you wear a full face mask as well. Mm-hmm. So for work, most of the time I, I've, I use the Guardian, um, but I've also got the OTS Spectrum as well, which is a really nice mask, which can be used for work. It's a bit more of a recreational mask too, but yeah, really comfy. Both mm-hmm. masks are great, but yeah yeah what made you make the move um i I spent my time between them so for for work i'll have to be using it because of the comms units and and things like that but for for recreational it depends depends how i feel if i fancy just going for a full face mask and keep a bit warmer then i'll do that yeah otherwise most most of the deeper dives i always do with the half mask just because it's just generally always feels that safer point rather than mm-hmm. doing the full face one because bail out the systems and stuff okay yeah yeah because yeah, we've just entered started our journey into full face masks and uh yeah looking forward to it you know from no, the recreational side of yeah things yeah no they, they are really good they are comfy and and, and it's, it feels a lot more natural when you're breathing and things and you don't get the jaw ache in the colder water yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's exactly it not having a regulator in your mouth you know and being a fairly new diver it was yeah a really pleasant nice experience yeah 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 quite interesting point though i thought you you've just said um sorry to go back to um so you're saying that you don't really feel safe in it um particularly deep dives yeah i just like the the kind of comfort of knowing with it all depends on the bailout system um so if there's a proper bailout system where you want a block switch block you know you can switch to gas otherwise if something happens on a full face underwater your your main bailout's going to be take it all off it get, is. Uh, get your rocks bus, get your get your mask and do the full thing which is which is fine but it has to be rehearsed yeah. to the t and if you're doing that down at 30 meters it's a it's a it's a very different story yeah. um so if you're doing deeper dives where we're doing filming like that we'll I've, we have the proper a bailout system that will have the independent one and you just switch supply and that's it and it's it's great but you still have that one point where there could be a one point failure with a full yeah. face mask. um but 
yeah, overall, they're, they're amazing masks and they do a really good job. Yeah. It's just that when you, you that, that, that standard bailout one is just kind of something you have to rehearse and make sure you know really well where your mask is and things. If something does go wrong, yes. it does. Yeah. 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 And especially if you're in a work environment as well, that's even more important, isn't it? It's just to, yeah, sort of be prepared. Yeah. 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 Even though, like, some of the in, in short commercial work I've been doing is like two and a half meters of water, and it's like, oh, just just pop to the surface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. What was it? And and you know, just going back to your scuba journey, when you said that you you knew that once you were underwater, that was what your career was going to be. It. You know, that's just so amazing, and you know that what journey you're going to go on then. Yeah. It was kind of. There was two, there's two routes, there wasn't there. There was the marine biology route, which was, I was already establishing and I was already going on, which was lucky with the sharks and things. And then the marine bi- uh, the diving route was something that I ended up like, I'd kind of, I suppose it's more finding my way and finding a route rather because no one really tells you you can work as a diver. And then, unless you're doing sat diving or doing commercial work or you're well done, you can do that. Didn't tell you about the other options, which are great. Um, and that's kind of self, I found it out as it's just going by finding out about yeah. the filming stuff, finding out what TV work, finding all of this stuff. And I'm making a way for myself that way, um, which has been amazing. And it's a lot of learning curves. You find out a lot. But the diving world is full of amazing like people, the connections, and everyone's always keen to help out and, yeah. and have chats and things and, and provide guidance. And I think that's really nice that there is that community. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And you never know where it's going to go either. No. And, and it's like if sometimes I've been fortunate where I've been asked to do a job and I know other people who are free to do the job and bring them in and vice versa. It works the other way around. If they need an extra diver, they can bring, I'll go in and help them. And it's, it's really nice that you can build up these different teams with different skill sets and everyone works together because yeah. at the end of the day, there isn't a huge amount of us. And if there is work out there, if you need the extra teams, then it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So what sort of thing are you working? Can you tell us what you're working on at the moment or what, what you've done in just recently? Um, what have I been doing? Um, there's a few kind of TV things, um, documentary stuff at the background. Yeah. Um, and then just potential more kind of commercial work as well, which is quite nice to fit around um, day-to-day marine biology work um, because that's all the diving is is freelance. So I do it around my full-time job as the, the marine biologist working on angel sharks and stuff. So yeah. you know, take leave to go and do uh the filming filming work or diving work or anything because it's just really nice to have that variety and it doesn't really yeah. feel like work if you get to go on a walk for a bit yeah yeah no that sounds great <laughs> so you, you you've spoken about egypt so have you been have you done any like cold water like arctic antarctica kind no, of so they they are on my list so i do a bit of work with them the dive magazines and things and we were talking a chat of the week and and kind of that's somewhere I really want to go and I really want to do some kind of kind of either videos or stuff or t- or go to somewhere that most people want to go to tropics which is great I love I love the tropic diving yeah. but it doesn't have the same feel like I'd love to one of the trips hopefully the next year or so go do Norway or Vancouver or St Lawrence's River on the, the east coast of Canada somewhere like that yeah. is, I find really exciting really different and I think mm-hmm. I think I suppose, I suppose we're used to it in the UK, the cold temperate waters that they are actually full of life. And that's kind of, that's what surprises people. And yeah, yeah. the videos I've seen from Vancouver look incredible. Uh, wow, that sounds amazing. So do wrecks, do you get interested with wrecks? Partly, not, not a huge amount. Like 
I mean, yeah. if, there's, if there's a wreck there, I'll go and see it and, and have a look yeah. and, and appreciate the wreck and the history because I like the, kind of the history part of it too, but not full on looking just for the metal part, really. Yeah. It's funny, you know, with some of the people we have on and some people seem to be like they're either they go one way or the other, really. And sometimes they'll like cave diving or sometimes they'll just like wreck diving, and that's what really turns them on. And then sometimes, you know, like yourself, they prefer the animals and uh and seeing the life and um you know, seeing you know, investigating that. Yeah, I don't know for me for the for the animals, I, I actually put up a, a post earlier on social media, it's quite funny. It's happened twice today in this conversation with people. Is um, it's kind of again where the marine biology world kind of fits into this is enjoy filming animals and everyone enjoys looking at the cool, charismatic stuff. But I spend so much time on a dive looking at sand to go and find the smaller stuff to film the small stuff like gobies. Yeah. Because it's really interesting because people overlook it and go, oh, it's a small fish, it's not that exciting. But if you spend time with them, they have way better personality than some of the bigger animals. Like, yeah proper characters the individual characters and and just capturing these behaviors kind of gives the smaller animals a bit of a personality and, yeah. it, and it's again looking out for behaviors kind of goes back to what i enjoy doing and it's kind of it's amazing to show that and show people that actually there's a lot more to some of these smaller species than people think yeah uh, yeah I, I was, um i've been telling my daughter because she's going to be learning to dive this year and uh and she's going to be 13 this year this year and I was t- telling her about one of the dives that we do sometimes at the Farn Islands. And uh, I, f- I think it's like blue caps, I think it, it is. And it's uh, it's quite rocky and uh, it's not all that deep a dive, but the whole, f- usually the floor is just covered in like hermit crabs. And it's just so funny because you just shine your torch at them and all of a sudden they're like, ah! And then you see them all scurrying around and it's a fascinating to, to watch. You see these little crabs and shells all sort of running around and the starfish and things like that. And uh, I, I was explaining it to her and her eyes were lighting up. And I said, it's just so awesome to, you know, you're only what, what four or five meters deep. And it's just and amazing spend, to watch. You can spend like quite a lot of time, especially hermit crabs. They actually, they're actually known to have proper personalities though. Yeah. And like, if you watch them a bit, they'll, end up like attacking each other for these shells <laughs> and what they do is they knock up like literally knock at the back of the shell and they end up like forcing one out and they flip yeah. out and get get the shell so <laughs> yeah i'd probably be the other person sat there a bit like a seal swimming over my head and everything and just there watching a load of hermit crabs <laughs> brilliant love watching them yeah and we just have such amazing you know around the uk the, the wildlife is just awesome isn't it and you know from i've never dived abroad and what i've seen here is just you know that blows you away yeah like i was i've been fortunate to have away from egypt which is amazing being fortunate to do like the maldives and places and i did maldives last this time last year really wow um i specifically was went to a formula um south of maldives for the tiger sharks and wow yes if you ever get a chance just go there it's it really blows your mind when you're in the water with multiple tiger sharks which are what, three meters plus wow big sharks they're they're actually really peaceful to be with really calm like they just get that negative perception all the time but to be in the water with it and have a first-hand experience it's the most calming thing ever it's more common than being in the water with a dolphin but that's one way of explaining it It it's just like really peaceful and they yeah you got you got to be vigilant like anything it's a wild animal in the day if you turn around they will test you they will come behind you and try and knock you or tap you at the back of the head but 
that's part of what they do that keeps you on your toes at least <laughs> um but yeah they, they, that was an amazing experience to to do and yeah they're, they're, they're great sharks yeah yeah no I think we've spoken to a couple of people from there um Ham, Hampty Humpty yeah the same yeah yeah and you know she just was just enthralled by it all and just so enthusiastic yeah just sounded amazing that's where Shaft come from as well isn't it yeah the Maldives yeah 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 so it sounds an amazing place for yeah just the diving experience yeah that's that's the thing I'd definitely go back just to that spot and do a couple more days diving there and, and yeah. I was unfortunate I didn't see a thresher shark um but there's a running joke that I'm I'm really unlucky with pelagic sharks like <laughs> I can film I can film the rarest sharks in the world not a problem when it's some the blue sharks or threshers only these pelagics yeah it's not gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> you're a jinx <laughs> that's it it's it's like everyone comes to like quite often a lot of people come to Wales go out for the Celtic deep dive with blue sharks I'm now on my fifth attempt to actually get in the water with blue sharks yet I've, I've filmed the flapper skate in Scotland I've filmed the angel shark in Wales and but I just can't just can't get in the water with a blue shark <laughs> <laughs> yeah what about the basking sharks up in Scotland have you done that nope not again not done that either no <laughs> yeah. one yeah. day one day I'll get them yeah, because that that looks an amazing experience as well. It's just a... yeah. The, oh, well, I don't think we can do it anymore. I think because they're a protected species in Ireland. But when when it was was it last mm. year or a couple of years ago when they had the massive aggregations along the west coast, it was some incredible scenery. Yeah. Yeah. But... No, just amazing. Yeah. So you work with um, we've seen brands. So we see you on O three um posts and neptunic as well so so is that all sort of tied up with kind of along your journey you've tied up with brands as you've gone yeah it's been like it was a real honor when o3 asked to be like an ambassador for them so i teamed up with them and yeah amazing dry suits i've got hold of the mf5 for for egypt um diving in egypt was interesting in a dry suit for sure um but yeah it's been great and neptunic again working with them with um all the shark work and things and and yeah. sunto Sintu yeah. really good. So we tried out like the the Eon Steel Black and the D5, which are great computers to be using. Yeah. 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 So have you ever dived with Christina Zanato? No, but she's she's going to the dive show this year. So we can yes. have, have a chat with her. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've interviewed her a few times. And obviously, you know, it, with the shark connection, it's just uh, amazing what she does. Yeah. Bimini is up there on the list. So we know quite a few people who've worked out there on connections and, and been in contact with Gillian, who is also Sharks for Kids. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can get out to Bimini one day. It'd be an amazing place to visit. Yeah. There's so yeah. many places to go see in the world. Is this not enough time? Oh, I know. You just got to make, make time is the key. Even the key in thing. the UK. Yeah, it's true. That's, that's why I don't go away between June and October because I'm just dedicated time to the UK. In the winter, that's fine. I can go away because you're not using at the time, which is very limited. Yeah. I'll get in the water. So that's yeah. my, my things, my rules nearly. Yeah, no, it's very true. Yeah. And you've got to make the most of what we've got on our doorstep as well, especially to inspire other people to, you know, you don't need to be a blue water diver. You can get everything that you need and see in our waters. Yeah, 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 and that's what I said to a lot of people when they ask about getting into diving if they're UK based. I'm like, don't, don't go overseas and do your holiday and spend three days doing your holiday doing a diving course. Do it in the UK. Use that time 
just challenge yourself nearly because it's not going to be as easy as going out to blue water mm. no. enjoy the cold enjoy it learn to enjoy it because you'll appreciate that blue warm turquoise clear water so much more and you don't have to spend your holiday doing a course oh so true <laughs> uh, well one day one day <laughs> get to see what blue water is uh, lovely it's, it's uh you'll come back to the uk after that holiday and go oh, I still like the uk though it's really good yeah yeah i think um uk dive will always be special i think um i can think of my first trip to the farms and that will always be a, um, a special place i think because the it's not just the diving it's the landscape as well it's just lovely getting up there um that's a, just a really nice weekend you know um spending it with friends who you know who are fellow divers as well yeah and the farms is on the list it's been on the list for a couple of years yeah uh, and I need to do it, so have you been to lundy no it's also on the list of places that i need to go so yeah hopefully i can get to lundy i'll speak to miranda christophanikoff see if we can because she did spend a lot of time there so yeah i'll check with her and go down there if you go to Lundy, then you you must look up our good friends down there. Yeah, Lundy diving, hi ho charters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sam and Ben. And try and get a weekend diving there with them. Then. Yeah, yeah. No, we did it this last year, just gone, and it was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, really, really stunning. Yeah, huge uh, time. Heard a lot. Heard a lot about it being really good down there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And have you done any Scottish diving? Because we did a lock this year, just on a recommendation, and that was amazing. That was awesome. It's it's great. I've been, where is it? I've been three three times, but all for different work jobs. Well, one in Orkney, which was not really didn't get to see much of the the actual place, but some in the water shoot. Uh, did Loch Craignish, just south of Oban, with Project Seagrass, and worked there, which was really cool. Okay. And then for another documentary that's coming out soon, hopefully. We were filming in one of the lochs there to film the flap escape, um, which was a real challenge down at 30 meters trying to find flap escape. Yeah. Uh, but we we did film them and it was amazing to see. You're trying them. to so film what? Sorry? Flap escape, common skate. So the okay. world's largest skate yeah. uh, growing up to two and a half meters wing length. So they're big. Wow. And Scotland's kind of like a really good place for them. Um, luckily so a lot of other places they've kind of either they're no longer present or they're really declined so the west coast of scotland up to orkneys seem to have a relatively good number or good population so yeah when i had that chance to when i was asked to go and film them i was like 100 percent i want to go and film this <laughs> yeah. this eight species that found really dark muddy areas so when you hit the bottom there's just silt and you just yeah it was it was great though it was so worth it so done a bit of Scotland diving, but I'd like to do a bit more and kind of more of the, the really clear water lochs would be good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what plans have you got for the future? Good question. I'm quite open-minded. Um, I'm always kind of open up to, to kind of different opportunities and different challenges too. So continue more work with um, some of the TV stuff, um, especially the Welsh channel. So hopefully I can push more on the Welsh TV channel. And um, we've done a few things in the past with them. So that's, that's on the cards um just general more underwater film and just showcasing what we have and keeping an eye out for for different things um for different behaviors different different species and continue filming what we have and and using that that platform really and just yeah. doing that showcasing and if it inspires other people to get in the water then it's a win yeah, yeah. absolutely what do your parents and family think about all this that you're doing you know do they, sort of, do they yeah. any of them dive 
my brother, my twin brother, he started diving, um, but he doesn't really do much diving now. So he can dive if he wants to. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, no, no one else really in the family dives. Mm, okay. So yeah, they enjoy they enjoy seeing the footage. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, and it must be amazing. Yeah, to sort of show them into your underwater world. Yeah, that's that's the thing, and they're, they're all yeah, they're all super supportive. So. Um... We like to give our listener um, a bit of a life hack or a bit of a nugget, Jake. Um, it doesn't have to be about diving, but if it is, great. Do you have a life hack stroke nugget um, that you could give our listener? I think I think it's kind of all... A top tip. A top tip. Or it's more of a, th- a thing kind of for yourself is like that you're definitely more capable that you can do anything if you set your mind to doing it. And 100% mm. sure, like, there's no ceiling above you that the only, like, the only person at the end of the day is, like, stopping it is yourself. And I've definitely learned that a lot more recently. And if it's, like, if you want to do something, just give it a go. What's, the worst thing that can happen is it doesn't go ahead. And that's it. It's fine. It wasn't the right thing, but it might happen later in life. So, yeah, yeah you're definitely more capable of of doing things, um, whether that's been your career or physically. And both of them, then I definitely learned a lot that doing, like, triathlons um is when you're six hours into nearly finishing something you know you didn't think you could do it but yeah. you're actually a lot more capable than you think yeah yeah no that's that's really good yeah yeah so it sounds like fitness is a big thing for you yeah it's been it's been a big part of my kind of yeah life and um, when I was younger I used to do a lot of sailing so we used to represent GB and and Wales you wow. and internationally so before my career kind of started off through school this that was what I was doing that took up a lot of my time that was my passion was competing sailing with my brother wow. and then kind of careers then stopped that kind of sporting part of it in a way yeah. but I carried on the kind of the physical element that was drilled into us through weights and and cardio then kind of progressed my career then in terms of diving and things and I recently kind of felt like I needed another physical challenge or something mm-hmm. there yeah. And that's where kind of last year I ended up doing this this triathlon, which was no standard triathlon for sure. Um, but what did that include? It so it's called the Rock Wales. Um, it involved 1.5k sea swim, wow. 50k bike ride from from where here we are here to the bottom of Snowdon, yeah. run up Snowdon via Watkin Path, which is kind of the most challenging one of the challenging paths we have. Run back down, back on the bike, another 50k. And then one K on the beach, and yeah, that was that was my introduction to triathlons. Wow! wow. <laughs> um, and it, it was, again, it was it was done on a whim. I was like, cool, I can do it. I'm sure I can do it. And you really do find a lot about yourself when you you're doing something like that. And yeah, and that's okay. kind of the point where it kind of really made me realise you are really more capable of doing things. And if you bring it into your career as well, if you don't actually don't get um, that is another kind of key bit of of information that has definitely brought me some really great opportunities and, mm. and you make your own luck at the day by, by doing that yeah. so unfortunate that I've been in those situations so yeah, yeah I kind of bring bring those the, the physical stuff into my kind of working life as well yeah yeah and also the physical side is good for your mental health as well so it's just it, it is kind of they're all hand in hand aren't they to make you progress to where you want to be in life yeah yeah, yeah 100% Sure, like, and also it gives you a bit of time to think when you're going to do a long run or going to do something else. <laughs> yes. puts things into perspective of what you want to do next or where, which direction you want to be going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, excellent. That's really good. 
Um, so one of our other questions is if you could take three people diving, they don't have to be divers and they don't have to be present. They could be people of the past. But what who who would you take diving three people and why? So I, I, I saw this one and I read it and I had to think about it. And then it kind of comes back to my almost kind of my own my own morals or beliefs of being a diver is there would be no one specific that mm. I would want to I kind of feel like I'd always want anyone or whoever's willing to come into war because it's giving them that opportunity to to enjoy what there is but we'll have that privilege of going below the surface and that kind of would be the way I think about it and still do it is is anyone and if it goes to the, in real life too is if anyone ever wants to come for a dive with me I'm, I'm always open if I'm around then I, I really want to show people what we have yeah no, that's really a great answer and a different one we've never had before. <laughs> I was just going to say that that is a very different way of answering, and yeah, I totally agree with Gemma. We've not nobody's ever said that, have they? No, no. But that just makes it the whole diving thing. It's not. Um, it is completely inclusive to anybody, no matter background, ability. Anybody can give something a go, and like you say, there's no boundaries, there's no ceiling, there's no limits. No, they're all, they're all connected one way or another, these kind of different parts or beliefs or morals, I suppose, the way the way I think about it. Yeah. 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 Brilliant answer. You seem a, a confident guy. You seem like you've got everything in hand. So what gets you out of your comfort zone? Oh, you don't see the background, do you, with everything kind of juggling in this in the in the air and everything what like that. Case? <laughs> yeah. it's just like, no, is it behind, I thought you made your picture. Uh, yeah, I'm quite a calm, calm person, really, overall. Um, I suppose, yeah, I think I, keep, I, I always try and put myself in a, in a, in a, out of my comfort zone one way or another. I kind of, the little things like, well, for, for one thing I don't like at all is heights. Not a big fan of that. You got Snowden on your doorstep. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. I can run that. But things like standing over, over I don't know, on an edge which is like 100 meters yeah they're just vertical drops and things i can't do them um or bungee jumping not happening anytime <laughs> soon so that would definitely get me out of my my comfort zone but again like little things like public speaking it's something that i've i've grown to kind of enjoy is the way of, i'm trying to put it because you're kind of using yeah. that nervous energy to try and enjoy it more and, and putting mm -hmm. it out there so again that that is an uncomfortable place for me um but i also enjoy sharing people and using the opportunity to talk more about it so it is it's trying to make the best out of a, a situation that's slightly uncomfortable hmm. good yeah. good yeah no that's great so one of the other big questions is if you had a billboard that you could put out to the whole world the whole planet what would you put on your billboard and it can be a picture it can be a video it can be a statement anything what would you put on there that says something about you or what you believe just in? The show, just the showreel of, of what we have of the doorstep just out there <laughs> compile a new updated 4k version and then i'll put that on the billboard <laughs> excellent yeah no that's great yeah because anything that you know it local is best isn't it and if you can inspire you know right at the heart of where you are then that yeah that's a start Lays the foundations. Yeah, that's the potential. Yeah, I've got, I've got another question for you. So Go your um, uh, go-to camera for underwater, what what do you use? What's your what At do you recommend? At the moment, it is the the, the Panasonic GH five. 
yeah um which is definitely more video camera than, than stills but stills are pretty good but i do have the gh6 which is currently dry um and waiting for it to go into a housing um which hopefully will be done this season and yeah the quality difference is going to be good got 4k footage at 120 frames per second so all those wow. little small animals can be slowed down properly high quality then but you need some piece of kit then to deal with that file size, don't you? Yeah, treat myself to to a MacBook, new MacBook Pro last year, and that's definitely helped with editing a lot of the videos for yeah. sure. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, mm. they're good. Yeah, and do you do all your own editing and putting your footage together where you can? Yeah, so I do all of that, and currently sat on a few other kind of mini 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 films for some organizations that are edited that should be out soon as well yeah yeah so for our listeners if they want to find more about you where's the best place for them to go and um to either facebook or instagram or even twitter under jd scuba um luckily no one had taken that name so i've got all that name on all the platforms luckily do you do you ever get confused with old scuba jake in america no, I'm not. Is it? Is he the one that does the rivers? Yeah, uh, D or my D. No, not, no. Luckily, we haven't. I think we managed to to avoid that confusion. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, well, that's good. Well, we'll put all the links in the show notes so people can click and uh, find out um, where where to find you and yeah, sort of see see your footage on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Yeah. Cool. There'll be more. There's always more. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds like amazing. You're just like yeah, full of energy and yeah, sort of. You know, banging the the drum for the United Kingdom and our coastline it was great. Yeah, and just kind of in, inspiring the next, hopefully, the next generation to to get into it and, and enjoy what we have. Yeah, and yeah. If they can, they can equally make a career out of it. Then, hundred percent, yeah. backing that and provide any advice. Yeah, and you obviously mentioned snorkeling. So, for any maybe youngsters or even adults thinking maybe they don't want to, they're not sure. But would you recommend snorkeling as a good way to start looking at what we've got under the water? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the the shallow beaches, especially around all the UK, they're, they're great snorkeling. If you've got a seagrass meadow, even better snorkeling. It's some it's a great habitat, especially on like a, a blue day, blue water, green seagrass, really sunny day. It's just it feels like you've gone overseas, but you're still on your own doorstep. So yeah. snorkeling is definitely way, and yeah, a bit of progressing into free diving as well to get a real peaceful moment. Then both mm. of those are really good ways of getting out and and kind of seeing what we have. Yeah. Yeah, so free diving, is that something that you do as well? Yeah, so I do a bit when when I get a chance to do it. Um, it's quite nice, actually, to kind of not lug the heavy gear around, just get the camera, get in the water and just enjoy just chilling and, yeah. and just relaxing, especially like in, a, in an early morning before work, if I can do it, it's nice to do that. Yeah, yeah, no, real all-rounder. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I'm, <laughs> hopefully, yeah, lots of people have been inspired by, yeah, what you've had to say and... Uh, yeah, it's uh, an amazing thing to get your face in the water. No, 100% agree. No, thank you for, for having me on. And yeah, hopefully we can meet up in the dive show if you're going. Yeah, that would be yeah, great. Yeah, we should be there. Yeah, all, be, all being well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yes, yeah, look forward yeah. to it. Yeah, we'll be there. I'll be, there. I'll be talking on the Sunday and then I'll be there all the weekend. So it'll be good to spend a bit more time there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's always great to meet people, yeah, face-to-face rather than on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, and that's where the dive show definitely has that element, is it brings all these all, all the diving community together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and equally, you know, for us as a podcast, we've, yeah, sort of nearly three years old, we've spoken to so many people, and yet 
rarely get to meet people face to face so it's a great opportunity now is that we can yeah. actually see yeah. people we'll, yeah we'll definitely do that we'll definitely have a yeah. chat and have a coffee that's yeah, the key word. absolutely excellent <laughs> yeah well thank you for being on the big scooper podcast it's been really yeah lovely to meet you and uh yeah we will meet up soon and uh yeah thank you for all the information that you've uh, yeah thanks for coming about. on no thank you thank you again for having me um, let's do it. Um, well, that was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, good amazing chap. Yeah, really amazing and passionate about what he does again. Yeah. Um, we do find him, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it's amazing the the different nuggets of, you know, like the little hacks and about the fitness and, you know, about getting out of your comfort zone. It's really, it's not you just... You have to, I think, don't you, with a lot of these things. Sort of, mm. You know, it's important to challenge yourself, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and just for someone you know he's a youngster but saying that he has got things that challenge him but yeah you know, like you said there's no ceiling to anything and I thought no, that was a good absolutely. way to put it yeah yeah absolutely you got to and uh you know and uh yeah some really good stuff come out of that I thought it was good yeah, yeah and passionate about UK diving as well yeah which is nice to hear yeah yeah no so I think um yeah he's got a, an exciting journey ahead of him and uh yeah obviously being a youngster and uh, will watch his journey with yeah a lot of interest and mm. yeah, having that gift of the videography and producing you know things for tv as well he's going to be a name out there yeah yeah i think so yeah i think so yeah brilliant yeah. okay well uh, thanks for listening and thanks for downloading this uh this episode uh before you go don't forget there's about another 140 previous episodes that you can <laughs> download uh, and catch up on our last episode was with ford talking about their sustainability and uh, how to make a better world yeah and uh prior previous to that was hannah rudd talking about her new book yeah which was um the living seas around the british isles so again you know very apt that you know that was something um about what Jake spoke about. And Jake is actually featured in the book, uh, Wild and Temperate Seas, which we featured a few, well, way, way back. It was probably year. over a year ago. Yeah, yeah which um, Will wow. Appleyard had put together about diving around the UK. So that's kind of like a, a guide to some of the best sites um, around the UK. And uh, Jake contributed to that on some of the, the Welsh sites. And in fact, we used that book. We did. Uh, to go and dive the tower twin towers uh, on the lot long yeah 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 so yeah so check out um our we've got a bookstore so go to the website and you can um look at the books that we've got there um and that is featured yeah it's all on our website um episodes and the brands that we work with and uh these books so yes. uh, go there the big scuba.com yeah worth a look and a bit of a browse and a yeah shoot around it is right okay well like we said thanks for listening don't forget to leave us a review at uh, where you listen to us on the itunes and uh but for right now i think that was the the big scuba podcast thank you for downloading <laughs> thank you and good night <laughs>